Welcome to Cheap Podcast, episode number 57. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I am your host, Dave Perfect 10 Rudden. I'm Henry Bailey to Belly Gilbert. <laughs> and uh, Chris is also around, but uh, since he's not here to say his name, we're going to have to assign him a nickname. So I'm going to Chris Ryback Loving Antista. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris, You're no longer Chris Wrestletown Antista. Yes. here to ring that bell. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a what a summer! What a slam! Yeah, that, uh, was, that was the best summer fest I've ever seen. I'm gonna, I'm kind of uh, not missing not being at the show this yeah, year. Yeah, I gotta say, if I was at the show this year, me I went to last year's show, which had I the crazy yeah. finale, and then in 2013. There was the Daniel Bryan win slash loss, which was amazing. Which we did a commentary for it. And if you're a Patreon donator at the $10 level, mm-hmm. you get that match and a bunch of others. But yeah, so SummerSlam. I, Sl- I would have felt pretty deflated, especially because if we'd been there, I think we would have also gone to NXT. And, and NXT would have just blown me up. And yeah. yeah. So that was sh- SummerSlam was shitty overall? It was not as good as most years. I think one of the big problems is it was four hours instead of three hours. Mm-hmm. So. It dragged on. It had it just it had to fit everybody on the show. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of matches that could have just been they could have been really big raw matches or just not uh, several at all. definitely could have been. I think I expected more storyline developments and mm-hmm. in, in several cases more swerve. So let's oh, okay, let's get uh, let's get to the show itself. By the way, you guys missed like the first the intro, which was John Stewart talking with Mick Foley. I did like that. I, I just heard that for the first time, and I want to leave and go watch that. Yeah, and it was kind of playing <clears throat> on uh, Mick Foley's. Dementia, because he, he said thought he, he heard. Oh, is he just full on Matt Foley? <laughs> but it was Mick Foley thinking like, "Oh, I thought you wanted me to protect you against the Rock, but not Brock. I can't do Brock. I'm sorry." I don't think Mick could protect him against the Rock either. I think yeah. in in the in the kayfabe power ranking, Mick is like below Heath Slater oh, at this point. Yeah, like, but he's got the friendship angle there. I think. I guess Maybe. so. Well, and he can always pull out the evil, his evil side. Yeah, you know? it feels like he's just cosplaying Cactus Jack now. He comes out yeah. in the Cactus Jack flannel and the shirt. I didn't know if it was, I didn't see any Christmas stuff. But I think it, it yeah. was a record he was setting for last year, wasn't it? Yeah, 365 straight yeah. days dressed as Santa. Yep, with How Christmas nice. clothes and then extra days too yeah. as well. By the way, but you got to interview Foley once because he's he's a Long Island man just like you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was an all right interview, not my best. Where is all this video for fuck's it's, sake? Uh, on a on a YouTube page, yeah, people don't you, watch. <laughs> yeah, just search for SummerSlam interview Foley Rudden, I guess. OXM. Let's get on to the card itself, which started with, uh, yeah, probably one of the more skippable matches. Which and I'm glad we Which skipped. we did skip because mm-hmm. we were recording a laser time. Well, I didn't. I watched it. It was Sheamus against Randy Orton. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the the one reason they put it on this early, because it wasn't to make the crowd excited. Because <laughs> I was in, not that same arena, but a very close arena in New Jersey for the night after WrestleMania 29. Oh, man. When they had a a match that was just completely shit on by the crowd. It was like mm. this big thing where, like, they did so many chants that, like, I think... Uh, it is my- the chantiest match of all time, yeah. I think. Or it taught every person to chant in a match they hate. Yes. Because <clears throat> they are... There's, they go through everything. They shit on the performers. Yeah. They shit on their moves. They shit on the match itself. They start chanting the the names of the announcers. Yeah. And I think they even what? do the wave. 
So she, I let it let it be known so. I didn't take yeah. part in many of those chants because uh, mm-hmm. I believe you're watching the sound yeah. off. And did you I say, was. Did you say the, I, the subtitles were? Did they pick up the chants? I don't think the they did. Uh, well, at least with this, mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. Those are official it, it, WWE subtitles, so I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they would. But I don't think there, it was very chanty. Mm-hmm. The match was all right. It, I was PO'd hearing that the Sasha got chanted at the at Raw, mm-hmm. but at least it wasn't like you suck this dude's dick or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was just, just like, like bring out you promised us Lesnar. Yeah, you promised us Lesnar the whole night, and now we're starting to get antsy about it. But uh, yeah, it was just an okay match. Uh, I hear well, it was a relatively clean win for Sheamus, yeah. right? Which but, I, kind of, I guess, takes away the whole, like, is he going to cash in later on? Because mm-hmm. usually they lose and then cash in later on. Yeah. But, Though yeah. I did read Brandon Stroud had this great thing. If you hit an RKO but the guy rolls out of the ring, then you have lost. This is when yeah. Randy loses. You don't... He starts to do it. It is very rare somebody kicks out of an RKO unless you're John Cena. And so, yeah, especially a good guy RKO. It's more powerful mm-hmm. when Orton's a good guy. All right, so let's, uh, let's move on to the next match, which was the Tag Team Championship yeah. match. Uh, primetime players, Los Matadores, Lucha Dragons, and New Day. I Never... feel bad because I started this match, mm-hmm. like, literally right when the bell rang. Because I figured, like, all right, mm-hmm. you guys are done. You should want to watch this. I just fast forwarded right to it i didn't know that before the match started new day did a did a cover of uh new york by jay-z and empire state of mind yeah new day yeah i i should have seen that Uh, so i do recommend you guys to it'll probably be the opening it's uh, what matches are made of xavier (laughs) will slay you It was pretty Talking good. About new. As a uh, Melissa Minnelli fan, I was yeah. very annoyed that they said, it's just like Frank says, if you can make it here, you can make mm-hmm. I was like, that was Melissa Minnelli. She said it first. Uh, <laughs> but this match was really good. <laughs> I had to be reminded. A lot of people were so. saying it was one of the best of the night. And like for I what it delivered so. in the amount of time it was allotted, I thought yeah. it was really good. One other match I think was the best performed mm-hmm. of the night, but maybe had the... Well, not the worst ending, but yeah. a, not as good ending as this. Because, yeah, it... I think the the tag guys hit everything right, even the Los Matadors who just suck. Like yeah. they simply suck. <laughs> and I mean Sincara. Sincara. Well, he got a botch in there. He had to. Yeah. That, well, that's, contract. That's what you expect from Sincara is for him to fuck up. Like yeah. it's it sad that Hunico just inherited Sincara's. Yeah. Tra- I, I made a joke in my predictions, but this is the affirmative action match where Vince McMahon parades <laughs> his only minorities yeah. who are all I, in tag teams uh, and except all for have to the, wrestle the together. Female minorities. Ah, uh, yes. Who they're, all are cordoned off to yeah. their own. Well, I mean, women are. Minority too, so that <laughs> obviously they just shoved their own match. What? Uh-uh, America, well, I guess the Swiss American <laughs> and a Canadian, or a Swiss yeah, yeah. person and a Canadian, oh, yeah. have their own match. Yep. Still white to the audience, as long as they don't yep. open their mouths. Certainly, but but anyway, the tag match was great. I, yeah. I thought Kalisto, who had I had not heard of him doing things since I guess like the Raw after WrestleMania. Well, him fucking up his drop in the in the uh, cage uh, multiple yeah. times, but. He was great. That one, that handspring bounce off the ropes with his legs thing with yeah. no hands. I was a little worried. I was like, you can really mess that up. Mm-hmm. Like, that was dangerous. But- yeah. He had a good exchange with Darren Young, too. Yeah, like, good they, athletic they did. Exchange. I like that. Titus O'Neil is just like, he's awesome when he gets tagged. That's mm-hmm. like, his his one role is to just like, cream everybody is the moment he gets tagged in and then like... We were joking that he's like the hottest of hot tags and then in this yeah. match when he got hot tagged he was like, 
a juggernaut that knocked down every person. I believe yeah. that's when I started watching, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the ending itself with all, like, the blind tag and all that, and the celebration, which was amazing. The second I saw that blind tag, I was like, yep, that's yeah. it, that's it. Like, oh. the camera always makes sure to catch those blind tags, and dancing on his back that yeah. Kofi did, <laughs> Biggie running around the ring and then tearing his <laughs> top off, and, like, yeah. and then just the dance. I love their dancing. I think they've actually said, like, we do every dance in order to get gifts out of it, and <laughs> It's like this, that's the smartest strategy of any wrestler to get noticed on the internet. It's totally. like make anything I do into a gif. In, and, I thought that's why they had uh, Kevin Owens come out and steal the Mountain Dew before the show started because yeah. it's just him jacking a Mountain Dew from the announce table with a giant space left over for stroke font. Right, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I will say in general on this event and also at NXT, I think they have caught on to the tw- the Twitter sharing of gifts because mm-hmm. I follow or Lariotto mm-hmm. is his name on mm-hmm. Twitter. And he watches pretty much everything that's a major event for all countries. Mm-hmm. And he gifts everything. And yeah. so I retweet his gifts or, like, take his gifts mm-hmm. when I need to. And, <gasps> and now... Are I you fat Jewin' it? Yeah. I, cr- I credit him. <laughs> but anyway, he takes that stuff. If people don't know who the fat Jew is, that sounded very racist. <laughs> but anyway... On SummerSlam and NXT, WWE was gifting themselves ah. and sharing them through it, their it official channels. It is the channels. fastest way I've noticed, obviously, everybody's noticed, to relive yes. an immediate sports moment. It's you, sport, I, I yeah. don't go looking for it on YouTube. I just look to see if someone's yeah. sharing a gift Jobs on Twitter. have rep- recognized the importance of gifts and memes. Yeah. They finally have. And, well, and then when you have... kill SportsCenter. That was their only... They, they had the technology <laughs> oh, yeah. to gift moments, and now they don't. Yeah. Well I, mean, well, I mean, and in the case of Ronda Rousey, gifts are her entire match. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. WWE hasn't done that yet. Like, just do a couple, like, 10, 15-second matches every once in a while, mm. just so you can be like, this is a gif of a whole WWE yeah. match. I mean, it's it's interesting it took them this long, because you think they would have realized that, like, at WrestleMania 30, all the yeah. gifts people were sharing of just the reactions mm-hmm. to yeah. Taker, like, that should have that told them right there. The Patrick Starfish Man. Love, yeah. love him. What right. he felt at the end of this match. So let's move on to the next match. I'm glad the New Day's got the belt back. Yeah. New Day forever. A million years forever. Uh, the next match was Dolph Ziggler against Rusev. This is another one that, like, when I tried to catch us up, I think I skipped, like, a, probably, like, the first five minutes of this match. But it doesn't really matter because it, it was one of the flukiest endings of a night that was filled with fluky endings. Don't even remember it. Double it count a- out. Yeah, double count out to set up for another match. It was it was a raw. It was a TV ending, it was and nice. it was this was set up six days in advance. So I yeah. knew like, all right, the ending is not going to be satisfying. I already mm. had that in my head. Uh-huh. This managed to be even less satisfying <laughs> than like could have been a DQ loss, could have been mm-hmm. a, like a really shady loss for Ziggler. Like Summer but, distracts him, and then he gets knocked out of the accolade. Something like yeah, that. or even a count out win mm-hmm. for Ziggler. Fine, but a double count out loss. It's like the match didn't even happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a double count out's even worse. A regular, just have one guy win with a count out, but instead a double? Yeah. Double count out is one of the lamest endings you can have, other than, well, other than just uh, Kane shows up and is like, nope, you don't ben, get to have a main event. There is no match. Yeah. Uh, I, I declare no match happens. I'm Kane. Also, I wish Carolyn had been here so we could talk about that, but. Dolph's spray tan was not up to par. Oh, it immediately no. had centered itself in the middle of his chest, oh, like yeah. someone had just like shot a money shot over Fleet. Dolph made of brown liquid. He was just filming a Christmas uh, <laughs> so maybe, to pay. up. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he was told to like, hey, we got to do some reshoots, so you can't yeah. over, you can't redo it's your set of Christmas, so you can't have a tan, guy. The it was astonishing that uh, Lana and Summer Rae 
have done like the vice versa switch of their clothes, yes, and it, it and it turns out the clothes make the woman in this case because Summer Rae with her business suit looked way better than Lana acid denim. washed. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. I wouldn't even recognize her for a second. Yeah. That, and she was, I'll say it right now, my favorite wrestler. Yeah. My favorite wrestler. <laughs> I, in I still think Lana is gorgeous in anything. I think it. If it's, it, I, I don't want to have a beauty contest on women. Let, that's not what the that's not for this rev- match. That's not what the Divas Revolution is about. Guys. All right. Well, let's have a, a beauty contest with the next match, okay. which was Neville and Stephen Amell against uh, King mm. Barrett and Stardust. Was that fun? Uh, I can think of it being right. kind of fun. That's good. Yeah, it was. You know, it is the best celebrity match I've seen in a dog's age. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better than when Snooki or Maria Menounos or. Uh, Ake Bono, that wasn't very good either. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather was okay. Yeah, that one was yeah. just like a garbage show. No, and now I think about it like now we're, what, seven years later? I'm like, yeah. I I wish he'd have just murdered Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. Because the big show, it was Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather, and, and Big Show equals five Floyd Mayweathers. Mm-hmm. But anyway. It looks like the, Floyd Mayweather ate Floyd Mayweather. And, and then, then turned war- turn, turn white. Uh, yeah, okay, but anywho. Mm. Yeah, that uh, the tag match was good. I liked that Green Arrow uh, Photoshop was not good Ooh, yeah. his, on his Titan Tron. I know Brett was taking issue with that when they were stylizing the promo in, yeah. in comic book style. He's like, this is like you're doing comics from the 60s. All this bam and pow <laughs> yeah. stuff. That's, yeah. that's 50 years ago. The last time you saw giant white italics letters in the yeah. text box. I, I agree. Giant red italics letters. Uh, I don't want to review the rest of the WWE comics, but yeah, you can tell that they don't know a lot about what makes good comics. Yeah. Well, now they can't even... I hear they've removed CM Punk from reprints of that comic. Which is weird because he's like such he's a big a very part central character yeah. to it. What, did they replace him with be. another character? Yeah, Stephen Amell. <laughs> also, Stephen Amell, like you, we get so used to how good yeah. in shape wrestlers are that mm-hmm. we just think that's what we take that as normal mm-hmm. in the ring. So when you see a Someone movie star who is in phenomenal good shape, shape, phenomenal yeah. shape, standing next to you know Neville, yeah, and you're like, you're like oh, you, you, you have, you're gonna get your ass yeah. kicked. You have four percent body fat instead of two. Yeah, Stardust yeah. is gonna kick sand in your face. <laughs> Where's your tone? It, it, Where's the? Yeah. yeah, it definitely didn't help that he came out. Well, he came out in like the hood, and that was all. That was pretty cool looking. Yeah. Then he took it off, and he just looked like he looked like a, a guy waiting to play a pickup game at the park. Yeah, yeah he should have had tights. I don't like the. Yeah. I get that they're like, hey, you're a civilian, you wouldn't own wrestling tights, or we don't want you to be. We don't want your character to be the guy who bought wrestling tights for his wrestling match. But still, yeah. if they had a team making his image up in the promo, <laughs> the pamphlet, do you think they could? Someone to whip him up a set of pants. Yeah. Maybe also they made Green Arrow stuff, and then Warner was like, I we do not you, authorize Green. That's Arrow. That's why that photoshopped. It was the legally distinct green hood. <laughs> they, had, they didn't have to get permission from DC or Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked like a Sith more than the. Because they never call him the Arrow, <laughs> did they? Uh, he's actor Stephen Amell, yeah. who happens to be appearing. I, I also saw somebody on Twitter point out he he looks like Zach Gowan with two legs. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Chris doesn't get that. Chris doesn't know one legged wrestler Zach Gowan. We'll show you. Him. We'll like, show you him later. He I got like ruined. His match with Brock Lesnar is one of the most like. Yeah. Uh, cringy in a good way because that's yeah. what they were going for matches ever. Jesus. Uh, well, cringy in the wrong way was the next match, oh. which was the Intercontinental Championship match, oh. Ryback against The Miz and Big Show. Oh. Yeah, it sure took him a while to finally have this match. To its credit, it was not that very long a match. No. 
and what, they did yeah. stuff, and Miz was being his character. I, I did like where they were volleying pins back and forth. Yeah, no, it was mm-hmm. they, he tries to get the other guy to uh, get a three count, then a three count, and the other guy, I and then love, back and forth. For I love three way like matches seconds. when they book one person to be the coward who's just like, "Well, I'm going to try to steal every pin." Yeah. But then again, the one guy who wins was from stealing the pin. Also, what was Big Show doing pulling out a senton? Was he yeah. was he trying to prove like I'm not some old man, guys. I can still get up on the second rope. Yeah, I guess that it's, looked dangerous as hell. Like, but it, it, it's SummerSlam, so he's like, yeah. I guess I better do something. Actually, at a summer, <laughs> I haven't done anything memorable since WrestleMania, yeah. so uh, I might as well do, make it do worthwhile. You remember the? Were you at the SummerSlam where he faced Mark Henry and he actually went to the top rope and did an elbow drop? Mm-hmm. Big Show can nuts. do that. He yeah. did it so slowly. When he got on the top rope, he was <laughs> holding himself in place for like Dude. 20 seconds. <laughs> like, I Come he on. even fell slowly. Yeah. And yeah, also not a big face move for Ryback to steal the pin off somebody else's finisher. Is he all face now? Yeah. 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 The kids love him, and he's wearing Christmas colors. Like, that's uh, <laughs> oh, fair ground, fairground airbrushed. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. His, his singlet looks like Steve-O's tattoo. Yep. Like, just a big picture yeah. of him. Though I still don't think it's worse than RVD's uh, old spray on what? All those yin yangs, they're rad. It was yin yangs and dragons, man. Was all, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what's, really not, what's not cool Asian about culture, those? Man. Well, he has also... scrolls on my wall and glossy Dragon Ball C button. If up you've shirts. seen his, if you've seen his page on Pro Wrestling Tees, his official store page, mm-hmm. half of them are 420 yeah. shirts. So <laughs> good what, for him. One thing uh, along those lines, I. I, re- I was on Batista's Twitter page the other uh, day, and I saw someone compliment him on the fact that his the dragon tattoo on his back mm-hmm. is pretty much the same one that Kent Brockman is getting during the Ion Springfield opening. <laughs> so That's there great. you go. Well, man, I saw Batista had a pretty good tweet last night where somebody said, oh, you and this guy should be the new Road Warriors. And then Batista said, why? So we could lose all the time and then get slapped by Stephanie and then not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> which is him totally calling out, your writing sucks, yep. Raw. Yeah, it also sucked for this next match, which was Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose against Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. It was a good match. Yeah, like, it was real good. Um, you know, not quite, you know, the Shield against the Wyatt family. Nope. But I think you there was... that Seth Rollins. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought that there were some pretty good hard hits. I think that uh, Roman Reigns is actually getting underrated at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The crowd was still booing him. The crowd was still being too mean, especially when they were like, Roman sleeping. It was a weird direction that they didn't want him to be like hanging out on the rope waiting for a tag. Yeah. Instead, like laying down because... Did they think it would look worse for him if he was if he was hanging out on the ropes and like hurt and waiting? Yeah. And instead... But like... When you think about it, you're really thinking, oh, yeah, Roman like got hit so hard outside in the start of this match, he still hasn't recovered. Yeah. Like, but Roman's strong. Yeah, Roman, <laughs> that really should have been Dean doing that, but then it wouldn't have been Roman uh, Yeah, Roman coming back at the end. And, yeah, that's I was really expecting something else to happen mm-hmm. because the obvious expected ending is when those two get together and face the Wyatts. Somebody's going to come out from... No, well, I mm-hmm. thought something was going to happen because yeah. the expected ending is... Wyatt will get speared and the, or they'll Superman punch spear dirty deeds and that's exactly what happened. Yep. Was it? But I can't even remember. Was it Wyatt or Harper that took the pinfall? I, I, I can't remember, but I would I would wager my the contents of my entire wallet that it was Luke Harper that got pinned. <laughs> you think? But I, I don't know. It would be a bigger deal on SummerSlam to actually pin Wyatt. Bray, everybody knows Harper. The Harper is so good. It's really sucks. This is the, the it's the same reasoning why like Barrett got the pit got pinned. 
why Tamina got pinned. It's like, who is the most expendable member of your th- your two or three person team? Yeah. That person gets pinned. Even when it's SummerSlam, like, eh. You know, yeah. if it's a team, the what weaker to Eric person. Rowan? Uh, he's, he's injured. Injured and probably fired. He's not good. He's, he's never. A, yeah, he's okay. He's not he's WWE sh- good. Yeah, he is good enough to trade on his WWE name for at least a couple years in TNA or whatever. Or He'd ROH, probably be I big guess. in Japan. I think he might. Be, well, I mean, he's tall for Japan. Huge, that's for sure. huge red bearded guy. in yeah, Japan. I could see well, Japan really liking him yeah. for at least like you know. He. I don't think he'll be winning the never open weight title, which we all heard of. Yes, but uh, two people who might win whatever title you just said. <laughs> is John Cena and Seth Rollins who face each other in a winner-takes-all match. Yeah. And a winner actually took all, which was surprising. I was flabbergasted that that yeah. meant something and it wasn't just a cliche spat out by yeah. an uh-huh. announcer. So I am... It was a great match. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. And it was a great match where I actually was complaining because Seth was doing too good. Mm-hmm. Like, Seth was... Seth was doing all these crazy moves that, like... No, good guy Seth would do this. Bad yeah. guy Seth hasn't been doing this for months. And yeah. that he was dressed like the White Ranger. Yeah, yeah. also his white outfit was... was It just it was weird. Well, it was weird you're not allowed messaging. To, you're not allowed to wear white after Labor Day, right? So uh, he's, so really, he's, he's got to get it under the wire yeah, there. Yeah, he paid for that gear. I mean, yeah. hey, I love... That also gives things a WrestleMania feel on the show and people yeah. show up in different outfits. Because normally they say that type of thing just for WrestleMania. It's yeah. like their mania outfit. He should wear that for like two or three more weeks and then like somebody <laughs> like spills their coffee on it and it's uh, just ruined. Kane should spill his coffee on it. But but yeah, he pulled out moves I'd never seen him do in WWE. Like it's like a top rope Michinoku driver, mm-hmm. I think it was, which like have you ever seen uh, Cena take that, yeah, and same with like he did Cena's roll. That through. was really great. Uh, he didn't do it as fast as Cena, but yeah. he still was showing off that core strength that mm-hmm. uh, that Seth has got. And yeah, he did the roll through and into an AA, and it was mm-hmm. he was a dude showing off. Yeah. And it was it was weird when they've written Seth Rollins as this guy would lose every match if it wasn't for a cheater. Yeah, you know? I mean, I I really wish he would finally hit that Phoenix Splash again. I think he hit it once at. Royal Rumble and he hit done. it, but then he was yanked off immediately. Yeah. Um, but he missed it twice, so now mm-hmm. I think it's it's in the realm of like Christian's finisher of this rarely ever actually hits. Oh, it's just a big it's a big lead up flip to a the mo- switch. Or yeah, the, kill okay. switch. Yeah, yeah kill this switch. is a lead up into a move that will almost assuredly not be hit i think the kill switch is a shitty move because it's like i'll turn my back and then do my finisher for yeah. a face buster like you're really asking to get suplex there yeah just like i said he turns doesn't he turn around before he does the jump i think yeah that's true. that true and uh yeah so this ended with john stewart doing a heel turn uh what did you think of that chris <laughs> uh why did that happen he made up with john stewart during yeah, his in final the last shows. week yeah. in the last week uh no, they didn't no on the last week seth rollins came out and gave him in one of those last I saw it and introduced a clip package. But at the end, he's like, well, you know what? I think that's pretty cool. And they gave him the belt. So he was friendly with him by the end. And uh, so I guess that's it. Though I also read this on Reddit. Uh, Stewart in several backstage things like I'm a real wrestling fan. Yeah, this shouldn't have broke or the 21 and 0 streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when he gets like the, uh, when he gets uh, in the squared circle. He starts yelling in his New Jersey accent. You don't fucking do that yeah. around us. So yeah. if he's if he's such a big wrestling fan, they, to they, wrestling. they said it was not just because he's friends with Seth Rollins, but because he doesn't want John Cena to break the or to meet the 16 time 
title yeah. record that uh, Ric Flair has. That's why John Cena did the the uh, figure what? four. Mm-hmm. It must have been something in the monologue then, because nothing yeah. about that finish. I just didn't Stewart like. Stewart was miscued he, he a little have, bit. He I didn't have good say. acting. I didn't never. I never bought for a second feigning that he was going to hit Cena before he turned on yeah. him. And apparently yeah. it was supposed to be him like thinking like, well, I give the the the, the chair to one, but the way he was motioning it was like more like, am I going to hit him? Well, it's like it, it's hard. Never, yeah. It's hard to act for wrestling. Like everybody thinks it's like, oh, it's easy. Like it's just the most over the top thing. Like no, you have to be over the top in very specific ways and and act it out. Like yeah. if that was uh, say Sheamus that came out or or Bri- Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. and it was Daniel Bryan heel turn, he'd know. To like fake picking up the chair mm-hmm. and almost hitting yeah. Seth, and and then or doing like what I bet Scott Hall did like on seventeen mm-hmm. different nitros yeah. of pretending like I'm about to hit Kevin Nash. Just kidding, yeah. wham! But right. also, you have to instruct John Stewart how to do the gut hit mm-hmm. of the chair on Cena in a, a careful early. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, well, then also Stewart fucked it up, too, because he's like, All right, okay, take chair with me. Oh, fuck, no. He has to hit it. The yeah. chair's got to be there for the finish. Hey, put in the yeah. chair back. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> I, I felt for Stewart because if I was in that situation, like, I would have shit my pants just the moment I got out there. Yeah. And, for, uh, and if for, they're white pants, then you're uh, it's a big mess. For a 60-year-old one Jew, he entered the, re- the <laughs> ring yeah, with quite, quite fast yeah. with a chair in his hand. Good for him. I like that he's grown his beard. I like that he's grown his... Uh, whenever he talk, it seems every talk show host wants yeah. to have a beard but is never allowed never to. Allowed. It's the uh, Conan O'Brien uh, semi-retirement beard. Colbert did it, too. Colbert did it, too, yeah. and Letterman has Letterman one came back, And yeah. when Letterman came back from the strike, he kept his beard as a way of saying fuck you cbs that yeah they hate beards that much on television what well, did you th- moving what if- from a cbs uh, to CBS. pcb and bad and <sighs> bella uh it B-E-B-E-L. was the uh the three-team I, elimination match i felt bad i don't want to be that because my predictions was all riddled with <clears throat> this is a toss-up because i don't want to know what to do check my email or call my mother back yeah because this match is always Usually, more often than not, is boring and was exceptionally boring this time. It had the unfortunate predicament of having to follow up one of the best women's yeah. matches of all time the previous night with uh, Bailey against uh, Sasha, Sasha I Banks. To, I meant to look up a little a little example of this, but because of the way the Divas works, it's like wrestling has a lot of story yeah. coming into it, and and. The Divas matches are like a story within a story. Yeah. And I don't know that story ever. And I do I need to be watching Divas to care about these personalities or anything? Because it just looks like, yeah, we'll just do what... I'll be bad this time or I'll be yeah. I'll be yeah. bad the next time. And like there's there's no flow or progression. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the worst. They don't know that they're bad or evil or it changes per match. I don't get it. Like, yeah. I'm not inv- I, can't, I can't even get invested immediately it's, when I'm yeah, playing it's, the mark. It's unfortunate. Like, they, they brought up all these people at the same time. And mm-hmm. when you're dealing in bulk... <clears throat> when you're having three like three groups of three fight all, every single week, mm-hmm. it's a lot more difficult when it's just one, two, or three people in a feud, mm-hmm. and you can easily define them and and their statuses. And yeah, there's no status. Ugh, there's no status on anybody in that match. Yeah, it really and, is. Ugh. And I don't know. It just it, it never quite meshed well. Like no. they they got rid of Team Bad way too early. Well, and, at least it was Tamina that did it. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah, Tamina takes the fall because she's garbage. Well, also we have a bro on Twitter, Jared Ray, mm-hmm. and he called this out that I've heard this theory before, but I'd never believed it. But he caught it again, which was 
if Nikki does a substandard butt twirl mm-hmm. going to the ring, that's because she knows she's losing and she doesn't have as much excitement. And oh, so, which that also reminds me of like, that's got to be one of the hardest things in wrestling to know the finish. And if you're unhappy with the finish, you have to act like you don't know what's coming. I don't know. They, uh, most of the rest of the card, you can, mm-hmm. no one has a, a tell that, that, that well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where you can tell that they know that they're losing. I know it's it's just unfortunate. I've never like Stardust doesn't have a doesn't have a tell. He looks just as insane regardless of whether he's winning yeah. or losing. Well, maybe it matters more to Nikki losing than it does yeah. to others. I don't know, but the hips don't lie apparently with Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. But yeah. what do you think of them flinging themselves at each other for so long? It was, you know, it was kind of lasted too long. I and it was it, at this point, it was like I saw Stephen Amell do that. I saw yeah. like I've seen so many jumps to the outside over the preceding five hours of wrestling mm-hmm. that you have to do something really impressive to like to, to wow the me. agents really need to tell people like not everybody gets to do a plancha through the second ropes like yeah. especially when seth rollins does it four times in a row in his match yeah like it's and it's, and it also it kind of reminded me of like this is this has been done in divas matches before and it's been mm-hmm. like kind of a jokey thing like Oh, look at this pile of ladies all out yeah. on the outside together. I honestly, like from a year before, I would say yeah. that multi-women match. This the WrestleMania match, match from 30. Yeah, this this WrestleMania match was only like a tight, like a little one step, yeah. one step above it because yeah. it's still had all the same stuff. The only difference was like they were at least getting pinned by moves and submissions instead of like, I took a top rope drop kick, I'm dead. Yeah. Like that, that is what was the biggest thing that needed to be yeah. fixed with the Divas, which... I get that Stephanie seems very serious about it. I'm kind of sick of how serious she is about it because she is not a diva. She's not a wrestler. And I think Stephanie needs to stop making everything about her. But good luck with that. Ironically, Stephanie McMahon's match last year was, I think, better than this one. Oh, yeah. So that means more Stephanie in in these matches. That's true. I mean, watching that match, I was so hyped for Brie. And then Stephanie was the MVP of that match. Brie sucked. And this is Stephanie's first match in... In close to a decade, yeah. ever since uh, her womb got active, it was her first match, and now, and she tore apart. She was in amazing shape yeah. and tore apart Brie Bella. All right, so let's move on to the uh, second last match, which was Cesaro against Kevin Owens. Uh, I was worried this was going to be just like a real quick match, but it yeah. it got a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Even though it was in the slot right before the main event where people are supposed to be getting antsy, they got all their shit in. I think the crowd started to get into it. I think yeah. Cesaro was really like just hitting that next level of he's just happening. under the main I, event. So. I love that feeling of like it, yeah. it could be happening. And yeah. the Cesaro section seems to be, I think WWE is noticing they mm. can take advantage of it, which is yeah. what you hope for with an organic movement like that. Because Kevin Owens, the character, keeps saying, eh, screw the Cesaro <laughs> section. Oh, you're part of the Cesaro section. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to actually bury it, he would never mention it. But yeah. if he wants people to join it, then he mocks it. Like that's so. WWE is realizing I, we can print out things on sheets of paper and give them to people and they'll just hold yeah. them up. I say nothing looks more grassroots than just that ugh, it's crumpled up dot <laughs> matrix paper with the word Cesaro section on it. Yeah. yeah. But I love that. I love that. This is, and, I finally, hey, guess what, guys? I like Kevin the- Owens now. Yeah. I don't I wasn't too sure. I know you guys have always been on board with his special brand of yeah. chubby Canadian prowess. Uh, but I don't know something like him just looking like a reckless fat kid like I like <laughs> yeah. a good way to put it. I, yeah. I loved it. like I loved, yeah. I loved like the, the fat kid who knows that he just by sheer like girth mm-hmm. can like intimidate other kids. Yeah, intimidate other kids mm-hmm. and then when you see him get hit, it, it's really funny to watch him backflip into the ropes and like 
Yeah, that looked like a herd. The same sh- the same things used to intimidate other people and throw shit around just got thrown at him. It was a little yeah. awkward when his shirt came up and you could see his girdle, like his girdle, control yeah. top. Girdle. Uh, well, it's the pants. same. It's the same kind of thing his that like the spanks. Big Show wears. I think. Yeah. Well, but it's just like he's wearing a shirt over, so it's weird that he could see it. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't a singlet, right? It was mm-hmm. pants that go up high, right? Like yeah, no, it was a singlet. Yeah, I think oh, it was, was a singlet. singlet? Yeah, it was, okay. it was connected over his arms. It had been yeah. a singlet in a the past, suit. but I couldn't yeah. tell it was a singlet. But yeah, it was a real good match. I think these two can have a great match, though. So this felt like they were just getting started. Also, real quick compliment to Kevin Owens for mm-hmm. snatching that Kickstarter at the beginning of the show or uh, the, right. in the mm-hmm. pre-show. That was amazing. Like him getting in everybody's face, like, "Oh, you think he's better than me? Think he's better than me?" And that that Kickstart gave him the power to win a match. Did. Oh man! I also it's- watched this great. Subtle. YouTube, this great YouTube clip of him mocking um, Rich Brennan. Oh yeah, it's really good. Uh, Rich like, Brennan just like he wipes his the yeah, sweat like, off of sorry, his tie. Sweat. He, he's, he's like, he's See you later, Millhouse. Yeah, called him Millhouse. That was great. <laughs> and then uh, the main event. Yeah, was the match too big for WrestleMania. The Undertaker against Brock Lesnar. I don't understand. Uh, in a match that had an unprecedented ending, where the timekeeper just decided match is over. I saw. I saw submission. I'm. Despite multiple matches earlier in the night where another where a disqualification could have been called by mm-hmm. the timekeeper. Yeah, like, this is wait, the first time has... the timekeeper has ever overstepped his boundaries. Or yeah. her. We don't know. Yeah. Because they didn't even show them, which also is a problem. If the timekeeper is going rogue, you should maybe show the timekeeper arguing with the ref instead of the ref yelling at nobody, seemingly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there was a guy. There was like a guy sitting there when yes. uh, when because at the end, Heyman... He runs up and hits the bell annoyingly because that's what Paul Heyman would do with a bell. Yeah. At least Paul was being himself like, yeah, that was a shitty ending and I am pissed off. Yeah. Me, advocate Paul Heyman, but also probably booker Paul Heyman. I think this this ending disappointed me more than... I'd have to go back to like maybe like one of Daniel Bryan's losses like in yeah. how annoying it was and how much of a terrible payoff it was to a long story. Like Brock Lesnar has not been... He has not lost a match in quotes. Yeah. If you don't count WrestleMania because he wasn't involved in the finish. Yeah. It, uh, you have to go back to, like, WrestleMania 29. He lost to Triple H. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and since then, he's been, like... He's had a streak of never being pinned or submitted or whatever. Barely even looking close to being pinned, other than, like, Roman got him with, like, close-ish. Yeah. And, well, before that bullshit ending, I I did think their match was it was really great. good, yeah. way yeah. better than I thought it would ever. be. I think it was probably the match they were supposed to have back at WrestleMania, but then Undertaker mm-hmm. got a concussion like minutes in, and they just had to like. <laughs> it looked like, like that happened here. Like there's there's clips like people from the audience taking oh, cell phone yeah. videos. Like that. apparently, as soon as Undertaker hits like the area where you're not supposed to be able to see him, like when you walk past the stage. He just collapses. Falls to his knees and like yeah, crawls it's pretty, a little it's, bit. Yeah. yeah it's, well, and before that, he's like oh, he is no. leaning hard against the um, the the entranceway well, that was light up picture. Or whatever. Some of my anticipation. I'm sorry to be such a fucking noob here, but like that was some <laughs> of my anticipation for this match. Is like you can't do the shit you've done to every other opponent to this old man. Yeah. And the fact that he kind of did. The suplexes were a little bit more gingerly done, but not. I think not, they were taken poorly. Yeah. <laughs> by, on the Undertaker's that. part, so they happened. And when, and when you consider the last two people who got these suplexes were Kofi Kingston and <laughs> Seth Rollins, who can like flip out of a yeah, suplex yeah. into like crazy flip, shit, just jump up into a handstand from yeah. a suplex. So yeah, Taker had to take them slower and in the small of his back, which I think is technically a worse way to take it if your neck is good. Yeah. But when your neck, like it is, his neck and head are so threatened bad, that if he man. takes it on the if he takes it on his shoulders, like. Mm-hmm. You're really uh, yeah, it looked, it barking looked like up the he just went event. stiff, and when people get hit and go stiff, yeah, mm-hmm. you see, it seems like that's a problem. 
I like that Brock just said, hey, fuck you to taking your hat off. I ain't doing this. Like, yeah, that was nice. And then also, like, the ending I feel, it was, again, with Brock and uh, Brock getting him the dick. If they expect us to boo The Undertaker, like, I don't think they nobody do. wants to hate The Undertaker, but mm-hmm. he, he cheated. Yeah. Not only that, not only did he cheat, but he is a loser because he tapped out. Tapping out and then not copping to it is a real bad guy move. Yeah. And then taking advantage of a distraction with hitting someone in the balls, yeah. and then and, and the then the other guy balls. doesn't. Yeah, and then the other guy doesn't even tap out. You're the bad guy. If yeah. that's anybody other yeah, why, than why, why, the why are they Undertaker. doing this to take her in the name of inflating Brock Lesnar? I don't know, and I, that's what's so I'm disappointing. Very confused. I don't know if it was anybody but the, but the Undertaker. Like if Seth Rollins got a pin on Brock Lesnar with like all this amount of cheating, mm-hmm. it'd be like. All right, fine. That's an that's an acceptable way to end this. But just a character being so unlike the way he's ever acted in his career, and at least since he was in like the corporate ministry. Yeah, you know, Brock Lesnar has officially lost the match, and it's just like that's not the way I envisioned. He I, has officially yeah. lost. Uh, yeah, like well, yeah, that's in the, the record. referee's call yeah. is final, not the bell band. And that way, so. their their next match, which will probably be at WrestleMania, is the rubber match. Yeah. I thought like you know what, Brock Lesnar can get two wins over The Undertaker, and The Undertaker can win at WrestleMania, and that be the end, and that yeah. be, like, Undertaker and officially... The sunset. And he, he officially wins the feud, but, like, WWE just doesn't seem to think that way, like, with Brock, with John Cena's stuff. It's always got to be 50-50, win-loss, win-loss, and when you can predict that, that's what hurts a show. Yeah. That's It's what hurts your love of the show, and I also just hate that, like... I love him flipping off the Undertaker though. That was awesome. That was yeah. great. I feel like that wasn't in the script, but that yeah. was great. I, I think I think he was flipping off the ref because it was maybe <laughs> yeah. a combo. Maybe he was like he was kind of in that middle area, so it's like uh, both of you, but, you both but, get this. But also, this didn't really. If you look at it in a long view, like the last two SummerSlams sort of did set up Wrestle. Well, geez, the last yeah. three SummerSlams set yeah. up WrestleMania. Triple H losing to Brock yeah. would then be a WrestleMania rematch. Daniel Bryan yeah. getting screwed over by the turn of Triple H yeah. that led to a WrestleMania rematch. Uh, our eventual WrestleMania yeah. match. And then uh, Brock won the yeah. title off Cena, and we keep it until WrestleMania. Yeah. So in all three of those cases, it was a setup for WrestleMania, and that seems to be what this is as well. Oh, yeah. the, the ref's call is final. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then they like reviewed the tape, and everybody's like, he tapped. Undertaker tapped. If, if you open the door to <laughs> yeah. tape okay, review, then yeah. you, it, you destroy the entire world of wrestling. I was just thinking of actual sports. <laughs> like two seconds after a call, the reverse yeah. of yeah. call, and it seems like that would have been the one. To, so it really, storyline-wise, officially in the record books. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do want to see something to have. By the way, we didn't even talk about that, but the United States title mm. is very weird to take it off Cena this way too. I wanted him to lose in an open challenge, yeah. and now it just is like Seth's and is Seth. I can't see Seth double defending, and I feel like this will be like when uh, it's a great way for someone to like well, get over before pay per view. Like, oh, mm. I just cost you this title. Now you're so angry, you're going to defend yeah, your other title. I've and- seen that happen, but I also remember when JBL yeah. gave the title to Orlando Jordan. Mm. Or no, wait, Orlando Jordan did win it, but then JBL burned the shitty spinner U.S. Okay. Fl- t- uh, belt, which that is the worst belt ever. Yeah. I the the spinner uh, world championships not much better, mm-hmm. but spinner U.S. the worst. All right, so uh, that'll do it for our SummerSlam talk. We've got another segment full of NXT Takeover talk. Spoilers: Takeover is better. Yeah, it was better, but yeah, we're gonna take you to break with Dot Flists. Dolph Ziggler theme, which is uh, it's my favorite one that he's done yet. I hear there's a monster on the loose. And it's a real Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Come on out, Dolph. 
Mr. Man in evil past. He murders people really fast. He dines on guts. He drinks the blood. He yearns to give you Ziggler hugs. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler was perpetrated by people within our own government. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling will return after these messages. Welcome to the break. This is your host, Dave Rudden, giving you the customary post-pay-per-view Raw recap. And if they're trying to turn SummerSlam into WrestleMania Part 2 with uh, the extra hour, they're definitely trying to change the Raw after SummerSlam to be just as momentous in both good and bad ways. The good, of course, there was uh, definitely a lot of plot development. Yeah, just so much happened this week. Uh, there was, it's The show started with Bo Dallas getting f 5 and German suplexed all over the place, which is great because I love Bo Dallas being the conduit between every major main eventer and getting attacked by them. Uh, the Dudley Boys returning was rad. I kind of wish they had fought at SummerSlam, and I think uh, Enzo and Cass would have had a great debut at Raw, but anywho they're back and uh, they'll add even more life to the tag team division which is by far the best thing that WWE is doing right now there's a new member of the Wyatt family he does look green as shit but he does look the part and that that goes a long way with the Wyatt family hopefully he's a little bit more smooth in the ring than what he showed on Raw which was just a bunch of bear hugs and throwing dudes around and uh, and can surpass Eric Rowan on the depth chart the crowd trying to get themselves over kind of ruined all of the diva stuff which admittedly didn't uh, work out well from a commentary and from Miz's interview segment, which just kind of put the all of the newcomers down and didn't really sit well with me, to be honest. And of course, in the final segment, which went on for way, way too long, uh, Sting made his return and will apparently be challenging Seth Rollins at Night of Champions for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I don't really know what they're going to do there. Can you really have Sting lose again? I'm guessing it's going to be something schmazzy, set up a rematch down the line. But it's just nice to see something different happening. And speaking of something happening, there's a lot of neat stuff that's been going on on Laser Time recently. The eponymous Laser Time show itself had a episode about underrated movies. I'm in the first segment talking about one of my all-time favorites that seemingly nobody pays attention to. Cape Crisis, I'll be on this week, and I'll be talking about Fear of the Walking Dead, the new spin-off TV show for The Walking Dead. Video Game Apocalypse, I'm on just about every week, but uh, we've, we're finally hitting the busy segment of the year, so there'll be, there will be plenty of talk about Gears of War Ultimate Edition on the Xbox One and, Ult- and Until Dawn on the PS4 with minimal Madden discussion. 
There's also VG Empire, which, that just had a Pilot Wings episode full of great, easy listening, but also classic tunes. There's our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash network, where we house three streams every week. We tackle a new game, we tackle a Nintendo game, and we tackle a game from The Shit Show, which is some of the worst all-time video games we recently played. A game called Sonic Dreams, which is kind of a nightmare, but also unforgettable. On top of all of that great free audio and video, we've also got Laser Time on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash laser time where you can get a ton of great bonus shows like Talking Simpsons. The entire first season is exclusive to Patreon. There's also Bonus Time where we talk about the goings-on every week of uh, Hank, Chris, and myself and all the recent pop culture stuff we've devoured. There's Monday Night Movies where the three of us do a commentary live over a classic movie and for all you wrestling fans who are listening to this, for a $10 donation every month, you get bi-weekly wrestling commentaries where we talk about some of the best all-time wrestling matches that are super easy to sync up with the WWE Network. So please support us in any way you can. Likes on videos, good reviews on iTunes, and if you have the money to spare, donations on Patreon. Thanks everybody for listening to this break. Let's get back to the rest of Cheap Podcast episode number 57. Now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Episode number fifty. <laughs> Welcome back to episode number fifty-seven of Cheap Popcast. We talked earlier mm-hmm. uh, in quotes about SummerSlam. It had a very high bar to to, mm-hmm. to surpass with NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Brooklyn, which yeah filled up the Barclay Center just like SummerSlam did and mm-hmm. Raw will. It was kind of a weird thing to see NXT in such a big arena. Like, even when we were there, mm-hmm. what was it, like 5,000? That felt Yeah, big. that was 5,000, but it was still in a gymnasium. Like, yeah. So it didn't have the same feel as an arena. Yeah. Like, that's for sure. And so it was it was strange to just see the event in that big yeah. of a place. So they definitely, you from the immediate beginning, the second they turned down the lights yeah. on the audience, you're like, this is the shit they don't do on Raw. Like, they're at least doing stuff to be like, see, Raw doesn't different. do this. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I've heard people complain about this on lots of... Uh, uh, multiple people complain about this in the internet wrestling community that Raw, even though it goes around the country and yeah. sometimes around the world, always looks the same. Like, that's their yeah. that's their plan of, like, well, this should look exactly the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, meanwhile, at, at, uh, at NXT, they at least are trying to make this, like, no, this looks different. When yeah. they had their matches in Cleveland, when they had the... Mm-hmm. When they show the matches from... Um, that tournament they had at the Access, Access. at yeah. Access, 
It looks different. Maybe that's because it can't be helped, but yeah. it, it looks different. No, I like it when they do that, usually. And yeah, the show, like when they opened up ticket sales, they only had like 5,000-ish tickets in case it didn't sell out. Those sold out immediately. They opened up to 13. Those sold out, and then they upped it to almost 16 the day of the show, and those sold out. And way I kind of liked how big it was because I love watching you know NXT every week, and the crowd mm. there is usually pretty cool. Usually. But they sometimes just get up their own butt about chance. Oh, man. Man, they and like the best. And with this, it was like, has to be a really good chant for it to get over amongst 13,000 people. 13, like, people. Blue Pants City was like, that's amazing. That Well, yeah. there were several chants there. I was like, I don't think this chant could get louder like yeah. uh, during the night. There were multiple uh, chants like that. Yeah. It was weird because at the beginning, it was like, you almost heard like two or three chants going simultaneously because like the audience just did not know what to do. Like, we're too mm-hmm. big. We can't, we can't <laughs> keep a sustained chant, but then they eventually got it. Well, and, Okay, and at the very start of the night, uh, I guess they might have aired it early, later, but that thing with Triple H in the ring yeah. with it just blacked out, and he doesn't even have a mic in his hand. Yeah. And he's just talking about the history of NXT, and then the lights come up, and he's yeah. talking about how the dream has come true. <laughs> we are NXT. That was amazing. Yeah. And it was not the first time tonight or with NXT that it's reminded me of real ECW. Yeah. And Trip is definitely feeling like Paul E to me mm-hmm. right now. Like he's just proud of his thing. He's talking to his like cult like audience. Yeah. And he's saying about how like everybody doubted us, but we're making it. Now yeah. we're changing the world. <laughs> and I like that. Even though it comes from like Triple H somebody who based on behind the scenes stories I nominally hate. Yeah. And I mean I, even in that there's a little bit of like I did this. Oh and yeah. And then like yeah. later on Stephanie comes out and introduces the women's uh, I was like I did this. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you did, but you, you know, don't if have these to are the results we us. get if like once every 3 months they have to come out and be like I'm so proud of all these guys and I let them do it. <laughs> if if that's the price we have to pay then there are yeah. worse prices to pay. I mean it's worth it for this event. So let's let's go through the card. Mm-hmm. Uh the opening match was Tyler Breeze against Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. With L- a Liger. great entrance. The takeover events are all, they're a lot like WrestleMania in that they'll switch up their entrances. Like mm-hmm. this one it has like a catwalk for Tyler Breeze and you know there's uh Sasha Banks's entrance and uh yeah. Finn Balor's. They're all really Those good. Those are some A plus entrances. Yeah. And Tyler started it great with his. I, I saw in a recap of it, they pointed out I had not been watching NXT as much mm-hmm. uh, day, weekly, but that they kept mentioning that Tyler Breeze has a place in Egypt. Yeah. And then he came out with a very Egyptian uh, outfit mm-hmm. in his entrance. And then meanwhile, posing with all those uh, models in <laughs> terrible looking New York uh, monuments yeah. was so great. See, I thought he was just wearing like terrible new like fur that you would buy on like the street in Manhattan. I could see that yeah. too, just from some dealer <laughs> on the streets of Manhattan. Yeah, I could see both those things. And meanwhile, Liger comes out and he's just all Ligery, and he's yeah. you know he's got a slight dead body, I'd say, yeah. because he has been wrestling consistently for into his 50s since 1984 yeah. this is a guy who was on the first ever match of nitro yeah against the, brian pillman him who has been dead for <laughs> nearing 20 years now since brian pillman he's died. been dead for more than half of just jushin liger's yeah, career i know that's great how old was tyler tyler breeze couldn't have been more than like yeah. 12 when that first nitro was on and so it's a real honor for him to wrestle liger now i know some people thought oh liger's gonna lose because they need to establish Ty Breeze. Like, no, oh man. Liger, they made such a big point yeah. about this being Liger's first ever WWE match. A Japanese legend 
with that much respect, does not lose his first and maybe only WWE yeah. match. Weird that they like they said a lot like this is the only time I'll ever fight. It could very like, well be. Yeah. He was so great in this. He was super physical for a fifty year old, like doing like the surfboards and a lot of those submissions oh, yeah. at the beginning. He did I like he had two different surfboards. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, and he did. Yeah, he did a running senton. He did the Liger bomb, which is uh, yeah. basically a running Batista bomb. Yeah. But though I gotta say, his Liger bomb is like. It's, it was just slightly... I cut him a million miles yeah. of slack because Liger's the best, and I love Liger. Yeah. But his running Batista bomb was just a bit off where he, like, slightly botched it, but in the right way of, like, you hit your butt down too soon, and yeah. it didn't look that painful for Breeze, which mm-hmm. I prefer that to you endangered for Breeze's... Yeah. <laughs> I called him for Breeze. <laughs> you, you endangered uh, Tyler Breeze's his finisher his, his finisher should be that fucking super kick, not the beauty shot. Yeah. The beauty shot is just, like... That super kick, that's like, okay, the person is knocked out. And yeah. nobody, I guess maybe it's Dolph's signature, but nobody really nobody's, does it. Nobody's had it as a finisher since Sean. Like, it might just yeah. be, like, off the table. Like, you can't have it. Well, Sean except, it. of course, for, like, the Young Bucks in in, yeah. in But within WWE. Scene, like, in, yeah. You better, like, if they, if they, even if they came to WWE, they'd be like, yeah, I know your whole thing is super kick party, but can't have it. Can't have <laughs> it. This but, they're thing. like, but we all super kick. <laughs> I do, yeah. Have you seen much of the Young Bucks? Cli- You've seen clips the of them, the like, clips. The, the super kicking a kid. Here's what I love about the Young Bucks is they really do look like if you cloned. Matt Hardy? If you, no, if you cloned uh, uh, HBK, classic mm. HBK, like, rockers to transitioning into. Mm. A sexy boy HBK mm-hmm. and then multiplied him by 1.5 and divided that by 2 and that's basically what you end up with you end up with so they're both uh, po- three fourths of a Shawn Michaels from <laughs> uh-huh. the early 90s and they are such good bad guys the looks on their faces recently when they lost the junior heavyweight mm-hmm. championship was amazing but anyway the match was good yeah. Tyler Breeze loses again he really but I think he's protected enough that like he could compete for the world title and yeah, be something. He should still. too. Like it's kinda of sad that he's been relegated to mm. I mean this is a, this was a crazy match was, to have, but yeah. like it He was, was so kind of, good in the four way. Yeah. Man. Also that now this is the second big NXT thing we've seen where Tyler is in the opening match and he loses to the Japanese guy. Oh yeah. Alright, so let's move on to the next match, which was the NXT tag team championship match. Yeah. Uh, Blake and Murphy mm-hmm. with Alexa Bliss with against the Vaudevillians who brought out Vaudevillians Vaudevillians uh, who blot out blot out brought out blue pants yeah, or blot out blue pants. You needed to really uh, practice your vocal warm ups. Yeah, today. sorry. She sells. She sells mm. by the sheet store. <laughs> well, okay. First, I didn't want to say one last thing about New Japan. Yeah. People are talking about, oh, will this lead to New Japan? Was this the test of New Japan doing a team up with NXT? And behind the scenes, Scott Hall shared a picture of him and X Pac yeah, with uh, with Ghetto, who is uh, uh, the manager of the world champion and behind the scenes the booker of of New Japan with the two New Japan presidents, so or two other big wigs in New Japan. So I don't know. You could see. I think NXT is a step up from ROH mm-hmm. if New Japan were to make a deal with them. Uh, but okay, uh, I love Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. as the boss of Blake and Murphy. Yeah. Blake and Murphy, I think, are just boring dudes, and they need they need a mean girl to boss them around. Yeah, this was uh, like this match was the first time I ever really noticed them. First time like they've actually emoted enough that I care. 
Though people also pointed out they had Iron Man pants on, which I did like that. It was very Iron Man design. And I like that Alexa went from like this goody, goody, like cheerleader, basically, to now an evil cheerleader who is at first like they were doing her a favor. And now she's just like, no, fuck you. I'm your boss. Destroy that person. Mm -hmm. She just I love seeing her just point with this malice in her face, (laughs) like destroy. And yeah, so everybody was hoping it would be Blue Pants that yeah. would team up with the Vaud like They were chanting it weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it was still a surprise. It wasn't mm-hmm. like mind-blowing, but it was just a nice thing. NXT is not above giving you what you expect when it's the right move, yeah. because it's just like, well, we all expect this person to win. Of course they'll team up with that. Yeah. I feel like in Raw they would have said, oh, you thought we'd do that with Rusev? Well, actually, yeah. he does this. Like, nah. We know you really like this person, but we th- mm-hmm. we think Eva Marie should be this uh, yeah. the, their third or whatever. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, that's totally that's exactly what that's exactly what WWE would do. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, but we could film it for Total Divas at the same time. <laughs> we don't even have a Total Divas set, uh, contract. With Blue Pants. Maybe she'll get one. I- and also, the Blue Pants people pointed out that the Vaudevillains came out wearing blue t- tights, yeah. blue pants. Yeah, you know, I've never been that big a fan of the. Vaude villains, I like him. Okay, I'd like him. I almost bought their T-shirt last time. Oh, like we, yeah. Will but, you now buy their T-shirt? Mm, you know what I don't like about it is that mm. it, like it says live tonight at full sale, and it's like, well, I didn't go to full sale to get the T-shirt. Uh, I, I was, I got true. that at San Jose. It was like those yeah. uh, those Brock Lesnar T-shirts where they personalized it for where it was. <laughs> and and we, yeah. then we're talking, but yeah, it's I don't like I I don't like owning shirts that say that basically announce I've been there when they're not yeah. you being there. I still wish this had been Kaz and Enzo. This was the time Kaz and Enzo, the super abrasive New York Guidos. Yeah, this should have been their night. But like I said, like I, th- I think during the previous episode, these guys are so hipstery that I think yes. that they, they go over in that respect. And, like, well, and it was great. Really Corey like Graves it. did about eight different hipster jokes yep. on the commentary the yep. whole time. He's just like, look at these guys. These guys have freaking they're, they're they fit in in Williamsburg with those dumb mustaches. And then when they brought out blue pants, Corey Graves even said they just have her ironically, just like a <laughs> hipster. They, she's no good, and that she was the difference maker. I love that, and and also seeing her flex with them at the mm-hmm. end. That was pretty great. I wonder if that leads to a long-term thing or if she's still just the person that the WWE calls. Like, and we need somebody to take the fall in this match. She does have her own shirts. Yeah. She does have her own shirts. And they do need more uh, more divas. They They need more women in NXT. Yeah, they need women, not divas. That's the difference. They, like, (laughs) announced one. They showed another one hanging out with Ric Flair. and Mm -hmm. uh, That was nice. uh, Hence the Sarge. Yeah. Sarge Sarge. Uh, yeah, Kana, who yeah. I'd never heard of before, yeah. I, which I'm ashamed to admit because people on Twitter yeah. were like, despite how we sound, we're not the most insider wrestling fans around because they'll show up and uh, Kana will show up and mm-hmm. I say, oh, I don't know who Kana is or like Uha Nation slash yeah. Apollo Crews. I'd never heard of, I hadn't heard of him before he was signed at NXT. And then people just pop up and say, you ever heard of this person here? And they sh- send me eight videos. But mm-hmm. then when I watched the videos of Kana, I was like, holy shit, yeah. she is great. She looked pretty rad in just like the images that I saw. Yeah, and she does great, she has great personality and she has some fucking kicks on her. Huh. Man, like her arsenal is like uh, Kenta, but, sorry, Hideo Itami style kicks. She does a lot of big kicks. Even though, and then she also like dressed. It was a weird thing because she was dressed like a Rumble Roses character almost <laughs> in a lot of the clips I saw. Yeah. 
but then she do these crazy kicks and shit. They've been smart to get all this. They they got Hideo Tommy. I'm glad they're looking at more Japanese talent for NXT, including Man. with the women. Some people were upset that Kana's name was misspelled, but I wonder if that's just what they're going to call her. Like because mm-hmm. her American localization when she's performed here has been K A N A, but they spelled it on there K A N N A. So might just call her that here. Last thing about the Vaude villains, the thing that made me like them more. People who've listened to me on other podcasts know I talk up the show The Best Show with with Tom Sharpling. A while ago, he had a guy call in who was a big fan of the show who was training to be a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he was calling right before he was moving to Florida to join NXT. Mm-hmm. And I forgot who the guy was for the longest time. And he asked Tom Sharpling, like, hey, what wrestling name should it be? And Tom Sharpling doesn't give two shits about wrestling. Yeah. And he says, like, you should be dumb oaf. That should be <laughs> two M's. And that guy... That everybody hated grew up to be <laughs> Aiden English. Wow. Aiden English is that guy. And so last night, Tom Sharpling congratulated him on Twitter saying, like, you'll always be dumb oaf to me, but congratulations. <laughs> Finding that out that Aiden yeah. English was a, was a best show fan like me really really made me like them more. I think now I'm going to be a total mark for them. And you know, also, he's, he's married to Eddie Guerrero's daughter. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, so, that's wild. True wrestling royalty there. Hell yeah. So let's move on to the next match, which was Apollo Crews' debut against Ty Dillinger. Yeah. He also, it was kind of like, I think he had He's one. He's re-debuted. Yeah. He, like, he was just a generic nobody for forever. I think last week he actually made his debut with the gimmick on NXT. The Perfect but, like, 10, which I I follow NXT on Twitter, and they always were tweeting from their... Like live events. Their live yeah. events, like, here's Perfect 10. I was like, who's that? Like, because Ty yeah. Dillinger is just a job air yeah. on their shows. But like it, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's super dedicated to it. He shaved the number ten into his hair. That's pretty great. Yeah, and, uh, and just the ten flashing yeah. with his fingers. And ten is just as easy to chant as yes. So it could oh, get yeah. it. Sounds Smart so stuff. like it can get over. Also, what t-shirts I'm... like it's foolproof. Just put a ten on a shirt. That's it. That's what, all I gotta do. What I'll also say about his ten gimmick that I like is that it's one of those perfect. <laughs> you know, we make fun of you can't see me, but mm-hmm. what's great about you can't see me is that it is the perfect comeback imitating it back into the guy is one of the best taunts the enemy of the guy can do while also solidifying that gimmick when somebody does a you can't see me back at scene after kicking his ass it's great same deal when Ty Dillinger does what looks like a really good move and gives himself a 10 then Apollo does like Neville style backflips and then flashes 10 back at him like yeah that's actually a 10 what he just did was a perfect 10 this was the biggest surprise. Like, like I, I had heard things about him. Yeah, but I had never stuff about him. I had never really watched a match, like, or, or at least an entire match featuring Uha mm-hmm. Nation. So, like, just seeing what he could do in the ring was insane for a yeah. guy his size. No, it is amazing, yeah. and he is like, uh, I hope they really do something with him. Like he is. It's kind of like Big E, except I hate to compare him to yeah. another black man, but I'm just saying it's another giant who does stuff that you can't. Yeah, you but don't expect. I keep. I have to keep looking to get his WWE name. Paul Cruz. The stuff he did was even crazier than anything like Biggie's. Like oh, Biggie's yeah. has some great power moves, but this guy, I don't know. He didn't do that many power moves. He also wasn't facing off of, against a very big guy, but just like it, yeah, the athleticism, like how he can yeah. move around. You keep wanting to call him Apollo Creed. Yeah, yeah. It's it is funny. His name is Apollo Creed plus Terry Crews, which. Yeah. Honestly, does feel like <laughs> you looked at a dude who looks kind of like him. But, yeah. Though, man, that gorilla press into that standing moonsault was 
amazing. Yeah. I had never seen anything like that before. That when he did it, I was like, you're going to fuck this up. Your trajectory yeah. is all wrong. You're going to smash it on your head. And he finished, he completes the spin like it's nothing. Wow. I've seen like Ricochet, who has got to be 100 pounds lighter than Apollo Crews. Uh, I've seen Ricochet do a standing shooting star, and it is amazing to look mm-hmm. at. But the big difference there is he is facing the guy, mm-hmm. and so he can, he can measure it a lot better. Apollo's moonsault was a backflip. Yeah. It was a fucking backflip. Uh, it was incredible. I'm hoping big things for him. I don't think this will be another Solomon Crow situation. That'll be for sure. I mean, he seems, not to spoil the main event, but like they need somebody else in that main event spot. He could instantly go to there. Yeah. Like, I could at least see Ty- Yeah, I think I could see him with Tyler Breeze first. Yeah. But uh, anyway. So the next match is uh, two people who probably won't be in the main event. Uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe and Baron Cor- Corbin, for different reasons. Mm. I don't think Samoa Joe, like, I think just his time is not now. I don't think he's going to be allowed to be in a main event ever, maybe. But um, so here's what I'll say about Samoa Joe is that I freaked out when he appeared at the last takeover. Yeah. I had been kind of like nonplussed by his stuff in NXT. And I saw Brandon Stroud and Uprock mm-hmm. saying, like, this is the best Joe match he's seen since 2007, which I don't think that's true. I didn't watch many Joe mm-hmm. matches after his stuff with Kurt mm-hmm. Angle and he drew a dick on mm-hmm. his face. Mm-hmm. But last year, was it last year? Was it? It feels so long ago. The, um, that wrestle the the Japanese uh, TNA event that oh uh, yeah 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 Samoa Joe right. defended the X division title there. Mm-hmm. It was a great match, and that felt like no, so this Loki? is Joe. It was Loki and uh, other guy. I forget who. Sorry, but anyway, Joe. I felt oh, this is Joe really trying here, and so that's the kind of Joe I felt like we saw tonight too. I'm also very happy he beat Baron Corbin because, man, if he lost to... I will say, I think they finally found Baron Corbin's character. to just yeah. that, that video beforehand, they've been saying, like, I did all this stuff. I got discovered. I'm great. I don't care what you did before NXT. Yeah. You're, a, you're nobody. You don't earn my respect. He's saying everything the fans hate to hear. And that's smart of them to be like, oh, the NXT... I feel like a project like Baron Corbin shows the difference between NXT and WWE because... They recognized nobody liked him much and that he was becoming like their Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, this is making him evil. People are going to boo him anyway. And maybe he'll earn their respect eventually. Meanwhile, with Roman Reigns, like, let's just doggedly yeah. keep him there and maybe people will like him. I, yeah, I thought Baron Corbin did an all right job with this match. Yeah. Like, they both kept up and, like, really mm-hmm. towards the end started to really lay into each other. Which oh, is yeah. kind of what you expect out of these. Like, in kind of... Really all you can ask for. A couple of those enziguris, I was like, ow, did you break his eardrum? That's a mean enziguri. And I also really enjoyed, um, I thought it was interesting that neither one with their regular finish, or neither neither got their regular finish. Joe set up for the muscle buster, couldn't get it. Uh, The end of days didn't happen either. He did it like a week ago. Yeah. So it was like, I think that was like, let's show that he can actually do it because he's not going (laughs) to do it in the match. Fat guy. Yeah. But then... He hits him with the, um, yeah, he just gets him with the coquina clutch, which is also just great. I love that in NXT, submissions yeah. are alive and well. Yeah. And that they don't treat it, on WWE, they seem to treat it like, if you tap out, you're a big pussy. You'll never win. Though it's like weird, there aren't that many wrestlers who have uh, pass out kind of finishers anymore. Mm-hmm. I so think... like, I was even thinking, like, is he going to do the arm race thing? 
Well, I do think that it was right they didn't do that because that's a good guy thing. It's a hope spot yeah, for a good guy. But they should still just do the arm. Just do it once. Mm. Like, make that the new thing. Instead of just having the ref just eyeball, like, oh, he's unconscious. Yeah, because... I think they're still in the wake of the Benoit stuff of, like, they don't like having people choked into unconsciousness anymore. Mm. They don't like saying the word choke. It's really weird. You got him in the coquina clutch. Not the like, choke. they get people... Well, they get people in, like, the accolade till they pass out, which... Yeah. It's not a move that cuts off oxygen to your brain. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It was a fine match, though. Best Joe's done in NXT. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of best of, I think the next match was the best of the night, one of the best of the year. Best of the weekend. NXT Women's Championship match where Sasha Banks uh, lost to Bailey. Just a a great, brutal match and had an excellent story that paid off in the end. Yep. It should have just been the main event. It should, yeah. the thing that came after it just felt like, well, this is a house show main event that, like, send. You get to see a good match with an obvious finish. Yeah. And meanwhile, instead of, like, the arrival and the end of a story and all that. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was. It felt like a mania match for both of them. You know, Bailey came out with extra tube men and wearing the polka dots as yeah. a tribute to Death Day Road. Yeah. Though I've heard from Dusty fans, if polka dots Dusty is your favorite, you're not a Dusty fan. But, what, what else is she going to yeah, wear that's going to, like, pay tribute to him? Uh, the uh, handkerchief in her back pocket <laughs> that shows she's the son of a plumber. Yeah. No, I know. And and also, like, who are we to say, like, she knew Dusty. We didn't know yeah. Dusty. Like, she can celebrate him how she feels. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, Sasha comes out in, like, her most baller entrance ever. Like, the Escalade pulls up, and I thought, <laughs> like, I you everybody needs to listen to her interview on the on Talk is Jericho. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And she talks about how like she didn't much care for divas because mm-hmm. they sucked and that wasn't what she wanted to be. But Eddie Guerrero was and yeah. that Eddie was her favorite and that she attended the the memorial raw for Eddie. Wow. It was in her hometown or where she lived at the time. She won tickets to it and she's like I'm going to get to see Eddie and she came with her Eddie poster or Eddie sign and she's like 14 13 then yeah. and then the people there i have all these signs like r.i.p eddie and all these things she and at first know, she's thinking at first she's thinking like is he facing the undertaker what's going on and she just wow. didn't find that out was heavy but anyway it was such an eddie type entrance it felt like an eddie an eddie wrestlemania entrance mm-hmm. and then she stands there she holds up her fingers mm-hmm. that legit boss on it mm-hmm. and then the dudes lift her into the ring so good and yeah. it was it really was her going all out that's what made me sad about this match. Like, and when I rewatched, it, I was like, "This is the end. This is the." It felt as much as an end of an mm-hmm. era as the end of an era Taker Triple H match because yeah. it's not that nobody's quitting, nobody's going away, but the stuff that was their characters beforehand and their situation isn't that anymore. Yeah. This is the last time it is. You know, I think yeah, these four they just had some amazing matches together and mm-hmm. might not ever reach that level again. They've at least they they took the time tonight to like make you realize like all right, there's still a good future here. There's still yeah, there is. You know, there's new people coming and there's one or two other great women in the NXT uh, division. Yeah, so, and it's just sad that Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha succeeded so much that it's just like you really can't go any farther. Like yeah. honestly, it felt like Charlotte had overstayed her welcome and. Becky is now the one I feel it used to be Bailey was the underdog and I just feel the worst for Becky because it's like well Becky never got to be the champ in NXT yeah. and now she is like third wheel of the NXT divas yeah. on on the divas yeah. revolution but anyway Bailey beating Charlotte and Becky and this was the third like she had to beat them all mm-hmm. to prove she had finally made it Be- Bailey the loser that people mm-hmm. would always turn on 
who you read these stories about, you know, Bill DeMott telling her she's ugly, everybody saying that she's not a diva, she doesn't look like a real diva. Then meanwhile, you see her like passion in interviews of just like, she just loves wrestling so much. And like, I think more than anyone, she's like a great role model for kids. Like she, I mean, her gimmick started out where she was basically a big kid. She's yeah. still, like, and her entrance is like uh-huh. that, and she, she's, like, a, just a nice person. She's a nice person who's kind of a geek. Yeah. And that's... loves wrestling so much. And, like, mm. all of that is things that, if you're, if you're a, a kid, like a little girl watching mm. wrestling, like, this is all the stuff you should... I mean, you see those, all the good you always about see wrestling. Bailey's biggest fan at, at yeah. Full Sail, the, this little Izzy. girl. It's adorable. And I just love that shit. When we grew up... In the Attitude Era and the decade after, mm-hmm. divas were just what I wondered yeah. what little girls could really see in divas because they are sex objects that learn how to fall down a little bit. Yeah. And they just hire, like, no offense to the women who I'm sure tried really hard. Like, I think Kelly Kelly probably put in the work and, yeah. and definitely Beth Phoenix did. Lots of, lots of them did. But yeah. it's usually the exception rather than the rule. Yeah. But they, and AJ Lee's the baddest in the land. I love her. But yeah. they were surrounded by. They didn't even mask it. They're like, we found models and we'll teach them to wrestle good enough. We don't want them to get good. And so, yeah, they were just sex objects. And so having having little girls be able to look up to mm-hmm. and, and little boys to look up to women wrestlers who <laughs> are beautiful but dominating and can have just as good as matches as any man on the card. Yeah. Like, that's a wonderful thing. And I, I think Bailey really is. She is the top person for that. Yeah. 100%. The match itself was just great. I loved yeah. the, like, the focus on, like, psychology with, with Bailey's arm getting it, like... Yeah, her knocked, broken hand. Yeah, and, knocked into the steel steps and then, like, that was so sandwiched cool. against the yeah. ring. And then the stomping, which was just like I—I I, I think like, that was my favorite. That had to be my favorite moment of the night. I yell, I, I literally yelled like when that started. Me happening. too. Like, that's not fair. Me too. I mean, it's it's it is that fair. is that it's, is perfect psychology, and that's again to like what I've been loving about most women matches in NXT, and this is definitely the case yeah. with the Becky Sasha match at the last takeover. It is a submission battle that makes fucking sense. It's it's not just the main... Look, I love main event style WWE wrestling yeah. of I am building up till I have my finisher and I hit you with it and you stay down because it's my finisher and it yeah. has the magic power of a finisher. Well, meanwhile, Sasha's finisher is I will stretch you out until it hurts so much you have to tap and it yeah. looks fucking painful when I do it. Yeah. And then fighting to get, a, there, to get a submission on each other and just I've seen that We've seen the reaching for the ropes part yeah. so many times. And to see Sasha just go like, fuck you, and just yeah. stomping her feet. But then also that stomping weakened her position so then uh. so that Bailey could reverse it into a, into a crossface of her own. That's incredible. Yeah, if I can make one complaint, though, it's immediately after the match, that arm was fine. But I'm, I then I thought, like, well, you know what? Could, She's could... so inspired and, yeah. like, on adrenaline, like, because her friends are out here celebrating with her. Yeah, that's the same with, like, uh, Daniel Bryan should have at WrestleMania 30, he shouldn't have been yessing at all because his yeah. arm was torn apart. Well, like, it turns out his arm was literally torn apart. Yes, it was. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, seeing her, I mean, that that the hand stomp, all the shit with the hand made me go crazy. Her doing, I thought it was a botch, but actually was it wasn't her failed Hurricane Rana. Oh yeah, I thought she botched it, but it really was like I think Sasha just didn't demonstrate just enough of like I threw you off of me yeah. and didn't jump with you. And then meanwhile, then her getting a second rope poison Rana, yeah. which is like a dangerous ass move. And also <clears throat> uh, Sasha's like jump off into basically like a sit down. 
Yeah, Hurricane Rana pin combo, like mm. flawless, flawless yeah. stuff. And then, yeah, it was Poison Rana. Get up! She throws off her. She throws off her bracelet. Titans are yeah. thing. Bailey to belly or belly to Bailey. Boom over. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. And I, I was, I was in tears a little bit. And yeah. I was tears again this morning because I double checked it because Brandon. I read Brandon mm-hmm. Stroud's write up on the whole uh, the best and worst of NXT. And he points out something I missed because I was too busy watching Bailey. Mm-hmm. But the second you can see Sasha's face after she is pinned, she is crying. Like yeah. she's bawling tears. She's it's honestly, like you say, what women mm-hmm. can't do a good job. You gotta get all emotional and mm-hmm. not good acting. Whatever. But anyway, she's 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 so happy and sad and it's it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the curtain call happened. I mean, it was the Madison Square Garden curtain call, except with with the four horsewomen women yeah. instead of the click, and also allowed and allowed, <laughs> like and filmed for television. Yeah. yeah. But what I what I love, and they didn't really point it out at all, is earlier in the night they showed Tamina and Naomi uh-huh. at ringside, and they were for that match because I saw them like a couple times. Okay. They seemed to just be marking out in general. Like mm-hmm. I think they were just such big fans that they didn't care what would like. They didn't have to like. They didn't they care. Should have been rooting for their teammate they, Sasha. But then at the end, Sasha comes out and celebrates with the three others. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be cool. Just to have some dissension later on. I mean, uh, we all know it happened or yeah. not, but that theoretically would be good yeah. storytelling if they were like, "We saw some softness in you, Sasha." But that's <laughs> not the direction I want yeah. them to go. I want, I want Sasha to slap both of them after mm. this match and be like. You guys are the weak link mm-hmm. here. I am the greatest, and you both suck. Mm-hmm. And so either stand behind me or get the yeah. fuck out of my way. Well, let, That's Sasha. <laughs> well, speaking of um, things that happened at SummerSlam, uh, in the main event, it was Finn Balor against Kevin Owens, who uh, at SummerSlam. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really, really good match. It just had the... Very good. Had the, it had a bad slot. Like, usually, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they put the, me- the main event after the women's match because they figure the women's match is the one that, like, people will cool down during. No, the, like, the women's match was by far the best match of the night, the one yeah. with the most emotion. So, I really think they just didn't make it the main event because they're like, the world title has, or our top title has to be the main event. Yeah. I think it was time to admit on this night, the women's championship was the top title. Yeah. That though the match was great, the, yeah. ma- the 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 latter match was. Great. It felt a bit short, and I mean they were even talking about like if, if this was a pay per view, it'd be over by yep. now. They it's went overtime. Yeah, I mean uh, this one felt a little short, mm-hmm. but it was still really good. There was some I like. I really liked the tease of where Kevin Owens was threatening to do what was it like a package pile driver? No, no, the, not the package pile the, driver. His weird like sort of fisherman suplex that he uh, does okay. off the top rope, but it's the fisherman like a side. It's like midway between a fisherman suplex mm. and a Death Valley driver. He was threatening to do it. That's what I also like because when he set that up, I thought, uh, this is such WWE booking of a guy yeah. setting up a ladder for no good reason yeah. other than there's a spot 10 minutes from now. And then instead he's like, no, I'm going to drop his head onto it. Yeah. Like at least He was like, you know what? God damn it, I'm going to put you away. You've been annoying me. This, mm-hmm. is, this will beat you. Yeah, my plan is when I face guys who I can't beat normally, I horrifically injure them, and this is what's happening to you, Finn. I did love when he was getting when Owens was getting the Olay chance thrown at him. Yeah. He pretends to celebrate and then <laughs> pretends to fuck up his shoulder celebrating, which yeah. is so fucking good. But I couldn't get into this match because 
I just never thought Ke- Owens wasn't going to win. He's a Raw employee now. He's yeah, a Raw superstar. Th- 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 there's the same reasoning for the previous match, but I was able to get into that. Like, there's still that slight mm. sliver of thinking, while well, you know, they tape these things like one in one day, mm-hmm. and that represents an entire month of storytelling. So what's this, what's to keep Sasha from like taking one Raw or one SmackDown off to go do this? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or just ha- working month- an extra yeah. Thursday and filming four matches yeah. for shows in a row. It's totally true, and Owens could do that. Owens totally could. And I had thought like he had way more of a chance than uh, he had Sasha. more of a chance than Sasha. Sure, yeah. Well, because Sasha isn't even walking out with her fucking title on TV. Yeah. Probably because I would bet Vince or somebody else are like making our Divas title look bad. Well, it mm. should look bad. It's never defended. Yeah. Uh, and also, though, yeah, I was just feeling like Owens isn't going to win, so I wasn't into it as that much. And then that they definitely they did some crazy ladder stuff, yeah. definitely. You know, I was waiting for an announce table or some table to come into it as well, though NXT, they've been very yeah. slow. They said, like, this is their second ever ladder match. I don't think they've ever broken a table in an NXT match. So, yeah, yeah it was good. And I was definitely waiting for the top of the ladder coup de gras, which happened. Well, you wouldn't know. It was like the second of the lap. Okay. It, it's, it's, the la- it's the step you can't go above if yeah. that, that uh, hey, look, every ladder Not everybody is as crazy as Jeff Hardy to go to the absolute top of the ladder. Yeah. That has to be the craziest spot I have seen in person, which was SummerSlam 2009. It was Hardy and Punk for the World Heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And... Hardy sets up Punk on the announce table, and he hits it. He gets out the Mega Ladder, oh, which geez. they bring out for TLC matches, and he goes to the top and jumps off. And it's like these these guys are both really fucked. Yeah. Like uh, that was, I think that's the craziest <laughs> spot I've ever seen in person. Yeah, I mean, but seeing the coup de gras off a ladder is like it probably still hurts the fuck out yeah. of Kevin Owens to take it. But the way that he lands, it's more of like just taking a like a bump from a really high place. Yeah. But still, like it the, just looks, the thought of yeah. getting jumped on f- with just two feet from twelve, <laughs> thirteen so, feet in the air—that seems like it would be painful. But like, props to that they make it. Though here's my bigger safe. meta complaint about uh, the Demon Balor, yeah. and this is such like a whiny wrestling fan complaint. Yeah. But they are overdoing the Demon. He, the Demon, is a special thing he brings out. He's supposed to only bring out when it's absolutely necessary, and he hates doing it, or he should hate doing it because it costs him a tiny bit of his yeah. soul every time. Yeah, I was thinking that. And this is like, I'd say the fifth time we've seen the demon this year, yeah. which I think is like two, two, three times too many. Though I don't know where, like, he of course had to bring it out of Japan. Uh, he of course, like, he of course he's going to do it for the biggest audience there is. Yeah. I don't know if it's canonical, but he did do it at, at San Jose for yeah. us as well. And... Then he did it at the other takeover for his match with Tyler Breeze, and those all yeah, should, probably should have saved that one. Yeah, and they, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the point is that, like, yeah, the demon is the demon hasn't been beaten. The demon has an undefeated streak, and the demon is so strong that when he got hit with the apron power bomb, mm. which not only like ends a match but takes people out for months. Yeah. Or, or for weeks, or, or for Cena days, uh, days. <laughs> which that's incredible to take John Cena out for days. When he does a defend, he not only gets up, but he prevents him from, like, gets up fast enough to prevent uh, Owens from getting the title on the ladder, which yeah. I was like, that's almost too overpowered. And I also just, I want the <laughs> demon to be special. And if they do it, if they do it more than once this year, I, I really worry it's in danger of not being yeah. special. It would anymore. be great if, like, 
if you lost the title at the next takeover to whoever mm-hmm. and had to dress up as the demon again just to get it back at because they've already announced the next two takeovers. Oh yeah, there's well, there's October one with yeah. the Dusty Classic. Yep, yeah. the one in UK in oh. Uh, December. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was the yeah. wow. Boy, they're going to be booing the UK in full sail. Yeah. But uh, I can't, by the way, can't wait for the Dusty Classic. A tag team title, a tag team tournament. Yeah. I love tag team wrestling, which, and Raw, again, even though they've got all this time, Raw and SmackDown, they have enough attention, they have the attention span for two tag teams, the champions and the guys the champions always wrestle. Yeah. And that's basically where we're at now. But meanwhile, on, on NXT, they're like, we have got, they've got now a strong enough crop of tag teams that... They really could have like four possible tag teams could win that. It could be it could be Mojo mm-hmm. Hype Bros. I guess mm-hmm. they're called. Yeah, it could be the Hype Bros. Could be Kaz and Enzo. It could be Gable and uh, mm-hmm. the other guy. It could be uh, Texan Navery. Yeah, <laughs> Texan the, the Murphy mechanics. Blake and oh Murphy. yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, they, mechanics. Yeah, like I don't even know how big this. Like apparently they've taped some of it, but I don't want to look about the results. But no, like ap- apparently it's like from their past and future. So there might be like the Ascension and other uh, tag teams. Well, the, yeah, the Lucha Ascension Dragons. doesn't do. Dick, maybe maybe man. they can like win one match at least. So, like, hey, remember these guys used to win all the time? Yeah, they were the they were the ultimate warrior, or the road warriors. Of this place, a yep. good match and a good go home thing. But the women should have been the main event. If the if Takeover had ended with the same way with those four women in the ring doing the four yeah, been finger sign, I also love that you knew Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and and Pac, X-Pac were watching it all together. Yeah. To just ima- in, the, in the audience, they showed a shot of them. To imagine the three of them watching them in the ring, yeah. is, seeing this Madison Square Garden MSG incident live is pretty amazing. Yeah, crazy. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, uh, rating and reviewing on iTunes, five stars, all that good stuff. Henry, do you have any plugs you'd like to impart? Well, you know, there's Laser Time, the amazing Laser Time podcast we do every week. If you love hearing my voice, you should listen to Cape Crisis, where we talk about all the big news in the world of comic books, especially if you were excited by Stephen Amell's performance. Right. I'm sure it was great. And uh, there's also Video Game Apocalypse, the video game podcast, and VG Empire, mm. where we talk about the best in video game yep. music. Music. Oh, yeah, and, of course, Patreon.com yes. slash LazerTime. I mean, you should be subscribing to that just to get those commentaries of classic wrestling matches. Yeah, that $10 a month gets you bi-weekly wrestling commentaries, but you can also get a weekly movie commentary that we do live, mm-hmm. as well as Talking Simpsons, a show that uh, covers the first season of The Simpsons, and, uh, what am I forgetting, bonus time, another hour-long podcast where we just talk about our most recent pop culture addictions. We, so, we are drowning stuff. you guys in content. Please uh, keep a flow in this uh i don't know how to finish that that's a weird sentence um but as we close at every episode we have a predictions contest that we run and uh usually at least one or more of us are in it so last month for battleground it it was only you against me hank and i won i got i got four out of six correct you got two out of six correct ouch but the winner amongst the commenters was lucas reed who's actually at he uh he sent me a comment saying like there were actually some a-holes that take over and that they they don't show up at SummerSlam too. But he chose Kevin Steen's theme for his uh, his winning predictions. Awesome. Steen from ROH, his old ROH theme, will be closing out this episode. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon. You're not mine